How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining me. saying well i'll just tell for the audience sake we just met at the flowing well right, right? uh getting water that's a heck of a lot better than the cities oh amen sure. to that and nice. you said you said you used to live someplace where they were trying uh, to... i used to live in home place and the the uh, mayor was actually trying to somehow tax the water we were using but that we were getting for free it was a spring natural spring yeah it was well, natural or, spring. Yeah, yeah it was coming up off the aquifer up there in home place 106 in college <laughs> Other water is like, you know, like the, the city water has a lot of salt. So we need to use the other kind of, uh, um, use the softener. Yeah. And, and it doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste good. No, this no. one tastes, this one really good for the, especially the green tea. Yeah. Because it has no, no other uh, taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our favorite molecule is water. And we're not going to lecture you about how important water is and the fact that all life as we know it could not survive without it because, yeah, that's true. But we really want to talk about what makes water so unique for biology itself. What are some awesome properties of water? So the first of the emergent properties of water I want to talk about is um, its ability to um, adhere to other molecules or to cohesively stick to itself. So there's two words that we need to talk about first, and the words are cohesion and adhesion. I don't know. It's better than the city water. Oh, yeah, way. yeah. The city yeah, water, yeah, you know, like the, the, the chloride. chloride. Yeah. It yeah. smells so bad. And then once it goes through the uh, softener, it's like really salty, sweet. Have you ever looked at a really tall tree and wondered, how does the water get all the way up there? I mean, it's got to go against gravity. Gravity? Well, in our plant video, we talk about the xylem. It's vessels within certain types of plants, like trees, and these vessels transport water. But what's really neat about water is that it sticks to the xylem walls in what is known as adhesion. And this helps fight gravity. But water molecules with their hydrogen bonding, they also bond to each other in something called cohesion. It's almost a beads-on-the-string kind of fashion. Water molecules evaporate from a leaf, and then the next water molecule in line is pulled up, upwards, and so on. And these are almost always going to be talked about together, but you need to know the difference between them. So the first thing you need to know is that cohesion is when water sticks to other water molecules. Um, and that that's going to be through hydrogen bonding. So I'm going to have a water hydrogen bound to another water. Um, 
hydrogen bonded to another water molecule. So it's just the attraction between the water molecules. Uh, adhesion is when water sticks to non-water molecules. And it's going to happen the same way. It's also going to be through hydrogen bonding. It's just instead of the oxygen from a water molecule forming a hydrogen bond with the hydrogen of another water molecule, it's between the negative side of a water molecule with the positive side of something else. And that's really it. So Down there was uh, Westfield, Westfield Boulevard. Boulevard. Right. So that whole square in there was a little bird called Home Place, something like Rocky Ripple or Ravenswood. Mm -hmm. Well, they finally annexed it is what they did. But that sat, that particular area sat on such a clear uh, aquifer, it was like 96%. Oh, my God, the water was so cold and, and refreshing. Yeah. And uh, for years, he tried to annex, annex that, and he finally did. Yeah. They broke down. They didn't have enough money to fight him anymore. Now, we mentioned the shape of water and the fact that water is polar. It has one very electronegative oxygen that is always trying to keep the electrons closer to it than to the hydrogens it's bonded to. And this actually gives oxygen a slightly negative charge because of the electrons that are spending more time next to it. And it gives the hydrogens a slightly positive charge. Well, that means that other water molecules have an easy time bonding together. Why? Well, because the hydrogen of one water molecule with its slightly positive charge can bond to another water molecule's oxygen with that slightly negative charge. These bonds among the water molecules are hydrogen bonds, and these are the very bonds that allow water to have many of the properties that we're about to talk about. In this example, I'm going to have the water um, adhering to some type of plant molecule that's not water. So this is important, uh, cohesion and adhesion are super important actually in biology and the, um, there are dozens, literally dozens of times that we're going to talk about this this year, but the one that I want to talk about is the one that we're going to be focusing on the most in the next couple weeks, which is actually going to be transpiration of plants. So transpiration of plants is the process where water is pulled up from the roots um, of the plant, so the water is going to move up uh, through the roots of this tree, and then it's going to be pulled up through the xylem, which is one of the vascular tissues, so just think of it as like a blood vessel, but it just carries water in the tree, and it's going to distribute that water to all the leaves and all the branches and throughout the entire tree. So I'm going to have my water um, coming up through the tree, through the roots, and it's going to move up, and it's eventually going to exit the leaves on the undersides of the leaves, there's these small holes called um, stomates, and the water is actually going to move up all the way through the tree through trans through through transpiration, and then it's eventually going to um, to exit through the bottoms of the leaves through those holes. And we're going to talk about that at length um, in class, and we're going to do a couple different labs on it. But yeah, I just can't drink the city water anymore. It's terrible. <laughs> it does. Oh, no, have the you know like. Because uh, even I drink the water, I only drink it uh, with either the really strong black tea or coffee. Because that would just cover the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like anything mild, like it's just not good. Yeah, this is a, and also like you, you drink a lot of salt. Because mm -hmm. you, you pass through the, um, the softener, there's a lot of salt in there. Yeah. So, Oh, what's that? What kind of 
Uh, it's called a Berkey. Berkey, yeah. It's a gravity-fed. Um, it's like a cylinder, and you pour in the top two chambers, and the gravity pressure, uh, you know, it just drips down through the filter. But really good quality filter. Leaves the minerals, pulls everything else out. More or less, yeah. Yeah. But basically, we need to talk about how does the water move? Like, because there's no little pump in there, right? So let's look at a blown up view of some of this vascular tissue, some of this xylem. Um, so the transpiration uh, of water, that's what we're looking at. So I'm gonna, this is my zoomed in view. So let me draw my xylem with my brown lines and then I'm gonna have my water. So moving up through the xylem, I'm gonna have the water actually sticking to themselves. So the water molecules are gonna cohesively be bound to one another. So as one water molecule moves, the next is gonna get pulled up, right? Or as water molecules get pulled up, they're gonna keep shoving. So the water's gonna move as a column, right? Um, the next thing you need to know is that the water is going to adhere to the sides of the xylem. So it's gonna, through hydrogen bonding, it's also gonna stick to the sides of the actual plant vascular tissue. And that's, that's adhesion. And so the combination of cohesion and adhesion, what's gonna happen is as that water flows into the roots, you're gonna get a column of water basically moving up through capillary action, um, which is just when you, like you take a, a piece of paper towel and the water travels up through it, it's basically the same thing. But this is happening on, on a grand scale inside of all plants. That's how water gets from the roots of any plant to the leaves of any plant. Now that we understand the phases of matter, as well as the different types of intermolecular forces, we are ready to learn about some very interesting properties of liquids. So let's learn about these now. First, think about a few different kinds of liquids and what happens as they move. Think about pouring a glass of water. Now think about pouring maple syrup. There is a distinct difference in the ability of these liquids to flow. The ability of a liquid to resist flow is called viscosity. Water has a low viscosity because it flows freely, while substances like syrup and honey have a high viscosity because they flow very slowly. So do you all come up from Indy still? Yeah, we come up from right outside of, um, set, well, 75th in Westfield Boulevard. We come okay. up here. Yeah, yeah, I come up from down on the south side. Uh, right. Today I had an excuse I'm going to a, a wake, unfortunately. But, Sorry about your loss. Yeah, well, family friend, uh, my sister was close to her, you know, her friend mostly. But, you know, uh, I guess I, I only say it to, to say that whenever I'm in the air, area, I come up, I fill up my jugs, whatever's sure. empty. Sure. How often do y'all make a point to come up here? Uh, we're up once here, a week. We're up here once a week, yeah. and um, I'm living up here right now because um, I lost my house caught on fire. Oh man! And so I live off of um, Kessler Boulevard and 44th Street. So when I go home, um, it's about 25 minutes from here. I'm gonna make it a point to come back up here. Yeah. To, to get come my water. Since, uh, Eighty. 88. You've been filling up here yeah. since 88? Yeah, when that was he just has, a little, there was none of this up here, and then yeah. they uh, decided to make this into something. It was still a And, and you know, that's the, whole, that's the whole 
irony about Carmel about, okay, they, they want to make the water free, but then look what they did up here. Mm-hmm. Like, have you been back in the park back there? Yeah. yeah oh, my God, man. That's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. And it's I'm nice. like, what, you know, what are you thinking? I don't know. Ryan yeah. and Paul I don't know. is the one that told me about yeah. this. You yeah. Know, yeah. I, I didn't know about it till just a couple yeah. couple years ago or so, but ever since I tasted it, I, I can't hardly stand my it. My dogs drink. love it. They yep. drink a gallon a day. So is it more a yeah. matter of taste for y'all or yes. is it? Okay. Because yeah. I, you know, personally, I just don't like the idea of having chemicals in my water. And me too. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna understand what I'm about ready to say. I'm a man and I'm cheap. And if I can get free water like this, I'm gonna get if it. It's free. I'll take yeah, three. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Give me three of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, like yeah. what a dollar ninety nine in the store. Well, and, and I bet you this is better than that water. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that bottled water doesn't taste that good to me. No. no it's been sitting in plastic too long. It right. doesn't. You're right yeah. because yeah. see where I'm living at right now on 75th Street, it's rust. Yeah. 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 Well, the, especially Pure down in India, the water just doesn't taste good. And and then it, where I'm at at home, yeah. I don't like the taste of water. And if I drink the water, it goes in the refrigerator to stay cold so I can drink it. Yeah. But and I that, don't drink that much. There are times of us coming up here, we have met quite a few people that they've been... Years and years and years of coming up here. Right. The other day that right. has been coming up here for 40 years. I've right. met a couple people who are like, do you filter this? Are you worried about it? I said, hell no. Not at all. No, it's great. It's uh, good stuff. Apparently, if you read, well, there's a plaque, I don't know where, somewhere. It yeah. says how this aquifer, yada, yada, yada. But It comes from I, like 900 feet down or something. Right, yeah. but this is probably one of the purest aquifers in Indiana. Yeah. Right yeah. in this area. Right. You know. Now, the next thing we want to talk about with cohesion is going to be surface tension. So surface tension, you've all seen before. Um, it's when wa- water molecules are being held together by um, by the the hydrogen bonding between them. So let's look at an example of, of surface tension and let's talk about um, why it, why we're talking about the surface, not just the whole cohesive water. So the molecules at the surface, at that top layer, don't have any water molecules on top of them. So instead, what's happening is all of those 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 hydrogen bonds are pulling them kind of down. So the, the surface molecules are gonna be pulled in towards the center of the water uh, by cohesion. So let's look at a picture of that. So I've got my beaker and I'm gonna fill it with water molecules. And uh, in the center, what would happen is all of those white lines, are those are gonna indicate the hydrogen bonding. Everything's pulling together, right? But if we look at one of the water molecules at the surface, they're only being pulled kind of next to each other and then down. There's nothing that's pulling it up. So it kind of forms a skin on the top. And you've seen that in real life. If you take and you put some water on your desk, it'll form a little bubble. So let's fill that in with my water molecules and we'll put in all my cohesive forces right there, all those hydrogen bonds. Then what you get is you get, those are a normal cohesion. Um, You get these bonds that I'm I'm looking at the top, that's going to kind of be that, that surface tension and it's still cohesion, but what you're, what you're seeing is you're seeing the actual hydrogen bonding that's leading to the surface tension. Now, why do we care in biology? I mean, it's cool, like, because you've all seen pictures of the water strider, right? Well, this is why we care in biology. Surface tension is biologically important because it keeps water in droplets and water droplets are important. How water moves is important and having water droplets do raindrops. Those are all important because, you know, insects, other aspects of the, the, um, the food web, they're going to depend 
on that um, that cohesive nature of water and on um, and on being able to walk across that water. So that's surface tension, um, and uh, hopefully that's pretty clear. I think everybody's seen examples of surface tension before. Yeah, good to get a couple weeks worth of water. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And this one's for free. You know, like if you Google it, they say there's a couple of other wells uh -huh. uh, up north. They, they actually uh, ask you to pay. Really? Yes, I think the, uh, they probably have one in Westfield or some, somewhere there. Huh. You know, you Google it, they say, okay, there you need to pay for it. Wow. Yeah. No, I think this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I love I, I do find some people from south. They, but they, they come out with a, like, like you, like a truck. Yep. <laughs> yep. I wish I had more jugs. <laughs> you just need to go to the store. Yeah. You take okay, care. Enjoy. Yep. Well, you know the people from Carmel, they gotta have all the nice all stuff. All the good shit. They gotta have all, all the good, good That's shit. right, that's right, that's right. God love them. No yeah. comment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, God love them. As long as they don't put a tap on this and start Man, charging us. That's right. You know. And that's the truth. But yeah, and with, you know, with that train derailment and you know, chemical spill, yes. it's like I, I'm grateful to have a clean source. I'm glad I'm not too. living in you know Ohio right now. But right. Me too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good clean water, and I don't know. That's the. the, the fuel of life so yeah, yeah. it is yeah. you know and you know it's clean and there's no additives or right whatever right. you know you look right. around people in america they need to um, focus on what we have mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying yeah. right here focus on right. what we what have comes what from we the earth get. you know because yeah. yep. i, I gotta tell you way. something right. i'm not gonna lie to you I'm, i work construction in mm -hmm. winter time i got i'm on some hard times i miss meals in my life sure and uh Tina and I went around, I got a rain day, and I said, I'm going to show you how I used to live. We went to a couple food pantries, and the outpouring at the end of the day was like we had, yeah. you had food for two weeks, I had yeah. food for mm. two weeks. You just need to look around and see what we have here. Yep. And everybody's like, ah, America's this. Everyone said, no, you need to look around. Right. And, you yeah. and the people that we came across were amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. I've done a lot of traveling. Uh, Pretty much all just in the U.S. and right. you know, road tripping around. You meet right. the best people all over this country. You really and that's do. Something. Yeah, yeah, and that's something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, uh, I I won't hold you up any longer. But no, I guess you know if you have a final thought or two, I, I appreciate your words. But well, great to be alive right yeah, now. Huh? I'd say. I'd uh, say. Thank you for including us. Yeah. Because, you know. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why she hang out with a bum like me, but I'm pretty well. Uh, <laughs> You're a lucky. Thankful man. for it. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully I'll run into you here again. Yeah, sorry yeah, about nice. your loss today. Hey, thank yeah, you. Thank I'm sorry. You. Thank you. It was very nice meeting you. Too, you too. You too. Take care. We can measure viscosity quantitatively by measuring the rate at which a metal ball falls through a substance. The slower it falls, the more viscous the liquid. There are a number of factors that dictate the viscosity of a liquid. First, we must look at the intermolecular forces occurring between the molecules. The greater the attraction between the molecules, the stickier and more viscous the liquid will be. The size and shape of the molecules also play a part. A liquid with very tiny molecules will be less viscous because of enhanced mobility. Very large molecules will have a more difficult time moving past one another, which will restrict flow and result in a greater viscosity. 
Lastly, there is temperature. Higher temperatures mean more kinetic energy, which causes the intermolecular forces to dissipate and will result in a reduced viscosity. So a substance like water has a very low viscosity, despite the strong hydrogen bonding, because water molecules are so small. More complicated substances, like honey, will have much larger viscosities. Intermolecular forces also determine things called cohesive forces and adhesive forces. Intermolecular forces, whether dispersion or dipole-dipole, that are occurring between the molecules of a liquid are called cohesive forces. These are attractions that molecules can exhibit between one another that cause cohesion in a substance, which can be quite significant for a very viscous substance. In a liquid, these cohesive forces are felt equally in all directions by most of the molecules, but not for molecules that are at the surface of the liquid. These molecules only interact with half as many molecules as the others, because they are at the edge of the substance, with no more molecules to one side. This is why liquids tend to contract to form shapes that minimize their surface area. We can see this in a drop of water, which will be roughly spherical. The sphere is the shape that minimizes surface area, so a water droplet will adopt this shape to maximize the hydrogen bonding that is occurring in the droplet, allowing the system to sit at the lowest energy possible. Of course, if this droplet becomes larger, other effects like gravity and air resistance come into play, and it will not remain spherical for long. But in a tiny droplet, we can see this effect quite pronounced. The interactions between the molecules of a liquid and some solid surface are called adhesive forces. These describe the ability of a liquid to adhere to that surface. Take water, for example. If we place a drop of water on a piece of plastic or some other nonpolar surface that won't interact with water, the water will not wet the surface, and it will retain a spherical shape. This is because the cohesive forces the hydrogen bonds occurring between the polar molecules inside the droplet are stronger than the adhesive forces between the water and the nonpolar surface. But if we place a droplet on glass or another polar surface that will interact with water, it will spread out and maximize interactions with that surface because in such a case, the adhesive forces are stronger. We can see this happening when we place liquids in a glass tube, like a graduated cylinder. Because water is attracted to the glass, it will form a concave meniscus, meaning that the surface will curve downwards. That is because this configuration will allow water to maximize its interactions with the sides of the glass tube. If we try this again with mercury, it will look totally different. In mercury, the cohesive forces between the mercury atoms are stronger than the adhesive forces between the mercury and the glass. So mercury will form a convex meniscus, which is when the surface curves up like this. It will do this so as to minimize interactions with the glass, which in turn maximizes the interactions between the mercury atoms. Well, I, you know, I, uh... Have you paid attention to what's going on in Ohio with the water? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm glad we're <laughs> way away from that, you know? Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, look, the water is really good. Uh, it, it's a little bit uh, hard. When you boil it, it, it does precipitate. Yeah. But, yeah, lot of, uh, but at least there's no chemical in there. No chemicals, right, just yeah. minerals, yeah. yeah. I, I researched, they said, like, the, the calcium for this, uh, like, underground water is actually really help, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit worried because I see so many, like, persistent. It's just minerals, though. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I see it too. I, I put it through a filter. Oh, you do. Even though I don't think you need to. Oh. Okay. Uh, but my my filter always ends up kind of scaly with minerals. Uh, but. Okay. And it's not just water striders that can walk on water. There are a lot of insects, spiders, and even larger animals like reptiles and some birds that have the ability to walk on water. So. To the Google for that. Now, with water being polar, it's also a very powerful solvent for other molecules. And that means that water can dissolve many other molecules, especially polar molecules and ionic compounds. Now, why does that matter? Well, this is really important because many of the processes that occur in organisms use water as a solvent. In our body system video, we talk about the function of kidneys, and you definitely couldn't have kidneys doing their function without water. Also, a main component for body fluids is water. But why we were uh, living there, somehow uh, he had the rights to the utilities or tax utilities. I don't know how all that went. Uh, it wasn't Indianapolis, but it was more Carmel because sure. we're above 96th Street. Yeah. Yeah. So he was actually trying to tax our use of the water. They try, he tried to do that over and over again, and finally he couldn't win, and that's when he annexed it, and now it's, that's part of karma. This cohesion is really a big deal. Cohesion is also a reason that water striders, one of our favorite insect types, can skate on water. Cohesion contributes to the surface tension of water. Do you think... It's any coincidence that Jesus walked on water. You ever think of the significance of the surface between liquid and air? edge <sighs> shit goes down at the edge y'all if you don't realize it yet holy fuck and if you're listening then let me tell you, you are one of those molecules floating near the surface where the forces of cohesion are losing their grip and other forces are at play. And I hate to say it, but you are at risk of evaporation. 
all of those other molecules get to cling together in a horde, in a in a huddle, in a little fucking comfortable container at the very center while you sit near the surface at the edge. Now the beauty is if you do evaporate, your job's not done. You will condense and fall back to the earth and be felt once more by the soil. Soaked up by a tree or a shrub or an herb. Perhaps consumed by an animal. Perhaps consumed by another animal and another animal. path of a water molecule is something to consider and I can say as someone who has been hmm, on the inside people do behave like water we are some percent water and it clearly (sighs) shares its mood. But when, when you're in a crowd, there's no denying that you behave like a flow. The forces of cohesion and adhesion are undeniable. The slipperiness, yet slightly stickiness, with a little bit of friction. If you haven't ever meditated on the miracle of a tree pulling water from the ground and feeding leaves a hundred feet high, against the wishes of gravity but with no pump, No propulsion, no internal combustion, only physics and the slightly sticky yet slippery nature of water. So now that we've gotten you pretty deep, right? (laughs) If you can't tell, I have eaten a couple of mushrooms tonight, but I ate way, way more yesterday.
I'm going to share. I I haven't heard this. Um, I don't know what I said, but I had the microphone. And I know that I saw and felt some things. So I figure since I've gotten you pretty damn deep at this point, right? We are at the molecular level here. We are shrunken down. We are looking at the micro. Who's to say we can't go a little further? So let's find out what I said last night, eh? I just got close to God. And had this feeling like like I can't describe. I saw a lot of things. And mostly I just I think I should walk my dog. Oh, man. Look, I'm sorry to give it to you like it is here, but it's one of those nights. I'm fucked up. I've had this feeling like there's this common vibration that I've been riding. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I was just watching Boondock Saints. And it got a little overwhelming. Because I started to... I started to go in to what I think might be... The truth. 
we've been looking for that we're all just an echo <sighs> a vibration a resonant wave a pulse a breath reverberation like I think we're just looking back upon ourselves I saw a lot of patterns and a lot of fractals and a lot of images but I saw this face draw it but I know it's been drawn before I've seen it before it's this face <sighs> must be a god comes from some some other place and I know I sound crazy Oh, but I'm just vibrating at the end of the string. Imagine yourself, if you will, looking down. You know, close your eyes if it helps. But you're at the end of a tendril on a on a sphere with many hairs. Your one hair extending out. It's not so much a sphere as it is a mm. how do I explain what I see? I think I I think I can understand that there's more than more than a handful of dimensions. You close your heart, close your eyes, I should say, really hard. <sighs> you know that third eye thing. If you start looking into that third eye, you can see that everything is unfolding on top of itself. God damn. I am fucked up. Come on, boy. Let's go, Doc. Let's walk. Hey. Doc. I done lost my dog. Hey, where you hiding, bub? Good. Good boy. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, I'm just stretching, stretching, stretching like a root from the ground 
into the sky. I feel like I'm gaining inches here. Breathing air. I am fucked up, but damn it. You know this pattern I'm trying to describe. It's waves, it's spirals, it's it's everything unfolding infinitely in all directions. It's God. It's it's sacred geometry. It's what we what we cannot hold forgive me the words are Insignificant. You know the shape of an hourglass. Have it come around to the bottom you will no I can't describe see infinite curves infinite palms infinite directions this is not one thing but all it's very very hard to describe has a vibration though that's what I'm finding oh right now I don't know what this is going to sound like oh god damn y'all that's you know like you know like the image of somebody doing a jumping jack right if you really look at that center mass through your third eye up the what is that Michelangelo's man you see that that pattern it's everything unfolding upon itself 
and it's a very, very, very hard thing to describe. But I think it is Ooh, the multidimensional, indescribable. omnipotent thing we call God. We are, ooh, we're all just an echo of it. A tendril of a hair of this greater thing. Amen. I feel like I've been trying to describe this the wrong way. Imagine you're a point. Right. Close your eyes. Imagine you're a point floating in a void. No attachments, just just a sphere, if you will, floating in the blackness. This is you. This is where you are. simultaneously in all directions there are things happening this and that all around you spiraling and fractaling in, in all directions spinning and spiraling and, and doing all kinds of things around you but here you are this point sometimes it's beautiful sometimes it's chaotic sometimes it's too much to bear that's why we don't look that's why we keep our eyes open Instead of closing them, instead of using the third eye, instead of seeing the fact that all things have happened that will ever happen, everything that everything is unfolding over and over again. It's kind of like I saw a thousand image, images of of geometry that showed me what is reality. This plane, this thing that we exist on, it's only a part of what we are, what is God. Wow. I've been listening to some astrophysicists and I don't know what the fuck 
is what don't ask me about how the universe unfolds but I feel like it it doesn't unfold it folds upon itself forever This image I have of the expanded arms, the center mass, this infinite loop of existence with the point at the center. I don't know. It's like whatever perspective you take, whichever way you look at it, it changes shapes. It changes forms. You don't know what you're looking at. Because it's multi-dimensional, multi-faceted, and you cannot nail it down. It's everything within and everything without all at once. And some mushrooms help you imagine what I'm explaining. But what I'm trying to say, and I think it's comforting, is that the in hmm. the infinite complexity of what you are and from what you came from. cannot be underexpressed. This is not going to be a good podcast. You know what? I I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. I'm not sure if I can say it right. You're going to go in my pocket and I'm going to walk my dog. Actually, I got to take a pee. If I say anything to you, just know the context. Man. Excuse all the moans and groans. It's like a thing I do every time I get on mushrooms. And I think it's just these vibrations that need to be let out. It's a hard thing to explain. Sorry, I'm just like, my my place is a wreck. had a thought where it's like I need to stop talking to the microphone start talking to the audience how simple and profound is that oh, putting it in my pocket actually helps I'm not looking at it I'm not staring at the red light oh, the 
is what I'm trying to describe though. We are we are consciousness unfolding upon itself. Observing itself infinitely in all directions. And it's oh my god, is it breathtaking? Is it hard to fathom? Maybe I'm wrong. Holy shit. I should just walk my dog and shut the fuck up. And now I'm gonna be walking around looking like every other drunk, crazy person talking to themselves. Except for me, I have an excuse, but how long until I'm not? <sighs> these fractal patterns, these, these things that unfold infinitely in all directions. They're very tenuous to grasp. I feel like I'm going to throw up thinking about it. Jesus Christ. Quit drinking.
let's go inside, let's start a fire. I'm fucking drunk. Come on, dog. Come on. You're being a little shithead. You're just pushing me around. triggered by this movie the vibrations of it I feel like every now and again you gotta let a vibration out every thought every episode I do is a vibration is a is a it's an exercise in consciousness Fuck. This is a tough one. What is it about good movies? They express thought. Complex thought. Too many to fathom. All I know is I want Willem Dafoe to fucking narrate my life. 
What if we're all just a point behind our own eyes, looking through and looking back and perceiving, and it it all just happens and flows around us and cycles and. wish I knew the word you know I guess I guess you know the Coriolis the Coriolis effect of two currents that flow back to the center I think I think that's where we are And the balance of the two currents is what we want to 
sustain. We need to keep the current moving. On either side. Oh, if there, I, I feel like I, I had a blockage for some time. When I was a kid, oh, I blocked the whole half. I didn't know what. I, I didn't, everybody said, "Don't be strong. Don't be, don't be too much." Be civil. Be polite. Stay in the box. Don't fight. What if? What if there's no choice? What if I have to? What if I've got to fucking stand up? What if I'm pissed? What if it's righteous? What if it's the only thing that? Keeps this thing safe. What if it's the only thing that keeps it beautiful? What if if I do nothing, it turns too straight, too angular, too flat, too geometric when nature ebbs and flows and works in curves?
One fucking guy. Fuck you, Gino. What's the big fucking deal?